Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for the privilege to hear your word. We pray that let your Holy Spirit, we pray, reveal Christ to us in your word. Touch our hearts. Change the disposition of our heart. Let us hear a word from you that can set us on the right trajectory of life to your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Count your blessings, not your burdens. Count your blessings, not your burdens. Because life can be challenging. Life comes with all kinds of turns and curves. Unexpected turns. Unexpected curves unexpected incidents and situations. For instance, I know people who planned their wedding this year to have a, a big wedding this year, but due to the uh, coronavirus situation, global situation, they couldn't have it. You know, uh, people have lost their jobs, uh, businesses have folded up, um, families have come under pressure, people have lost their homes, all kinds of things that was never forecasted from the beginning of the year. Life is full of uncertainties, uncertainties and sharp turns and sharp caves. So it is always important to walk with God because you see, when you walk with God, uh, let me put it this way, it's better to walk with God in the dark and be in the dark, in the dark in the sense that not even know what is going on and there's darkness around you. It's better to walk with God in the dark than to walk in the light without God, because you are bound to meet bull rocks, big rocks, situations that are bigger than you, which you can handle. So, but the psalmist said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Psalm 23, I fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. So it's always good to have God on your side. Once upon a time, the Bible says that Jesus said, let's cross to the other side. And whilst they were on the high seas in the boat, the storm arose. A heavy storm came up against them. And Jesus was sleeping in the hinder part of the boat. And they went and said, Master, Master, we are perishing. The, we are in jeopardy. The Bible said they realized they were in jeopardy. And the boat was filling quickly with water. So they went and woke him up. And then he came and calmed the storms. Now watch this. What if they didn't? They had, they had not have had him in the boat. So that's why in Ecclesiastes it says that. Sorry, sorry. In Proverbs it says, "Remember your Creator in the days of your youth, before the evil days come. Remember your Creator in the days of your youth." All right. So it's important to understand that life comes with changes. There are changing scenes of life. Life comes with di different turns and gave. And what can be very bothering or concerning is that some of the turns can be very sharp and not just sharp, unprecedented, unprepared for, unexpected. It was, it was not budgeted for. So that's, that's, that's life. That's why usually we have insurance in life. But there are things that can happen in life which insurance, not normal insurance cannot take handle or life insurance, whatever, cannot handle. It is it's divine supernatural preservation and protection that is, that, that is what can help you navigate through 
the harsh terrains of life, and especially when it's unprecedented. So I want to encourage somebody, this is the time to see God more. This is the time to be firm in the Lord. This is not the time to give up on God because you actually can't give up on God. God won't give up on you, but don't give up on God, okay? This is not the time to give up on God. This is not the time to fret and throw in the towel and say, well, whatever happens, happens. No, count even in the difficult times and in the stress of life, count your blessings. Count your blessings, not your burdens. Life can be very burdensome. Jesus said, come unto me, all you who are, uh, who are, who are burdened and heavy laden, who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Then he said, take upon me, uh, take upon yourself my yoke, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Even in Christ, he said, my burden is light. So life can be burdensome. Life can be challenging. Whether you are, you are in Christ or you are not in Christ, life generally can be challenging. But Jesus told a story of a man, two men. One builds his house, one builds his house on the rock, dug and built the house on the rock. The other built the house on the sun. And he said, I would liken to you, the one who builds his house on the rock, or who takes, hears my words, and does them, I will liken him to be like, uh, to the man who builds his house on a rock. And the one who hears my words and does not do anything with him is like someone who is building your entire life on a sand. The problem is not the sand or the rock. The problem is, Bible says that when the storms of life came, when the rains came and beat upon the house vehemently, says beat upon. So the one who does it God's way, experience some beating. The one who does not do it God's way experience beating. What am I trying to say? Life can come with beatings. Beat upon the house vehemently. But what your house, your life is built on is what will determine how you stand after the storm. And I pray that God will keep you firm and you will build your house on a rock. So I said life is full of burdens and uncertainties. Actually, I would prefer to talk more about the fact that Life comes with short changes, short changes. Yeah, so I'm talking about when life has short changed you. What is a short change? Where you go to the shop, you give somebody 100 pounds, you bought an item for 82 pounds, you're supposed to be given 18 pounds and they give you eight pounds or they give you four pounds 50. And you didn't notice it till you got back home and you realize, oh no, I have been short-changed. Sometimes, even if they are supposed to give you 18 pounds and they give you 17 pounds, it's not pleasant. There's something about being short-changed in life that is not pleasant. It's not pleasant. Whether it's huge, significant, of significant value or minimal value, it's always not pleasant. You bought something and they, 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 they were supposed to give you a change of two pounds and they gave you one pound 90, 10p, okay, less. And guess what? You still feel not that 10p or less, let's say 1p, okay, 10 pence less or less, 1p. So they gave you uh, one pound 99 instead of two pounds. You counted it later, you realized 1p was gone. You will not be happy. You actually would like to give your one pence to, to maybe donation or charity. You want to do it, then they take it from you. That is how uh, situations of short changes can be. And when we talk about short change, I'm not talking about just money. 
I'm not just saying, you see, most of the time we restrict ourselves to money or material things. But short change can cover anything in life. There are people listening to me and you feel you've been shortchanged in life. You get married and you look at your husband over the years and you feel like, I think I deserve something but shortchanged. And not like you have been um, overly demanding. But you look at, how come I got this deal? How come I got this deal? Planned that by the time you finish university two years, within two years after you finish your studies, you have gotten this particular job or you've done that, you've done that, or you've bought your house. And guess what? 15 years afterwards, you still not got a job that you desire. And you look back and you look, you look at others and you look at your life, you look at others, you look at your life and you feel, I've been shortchanged. And sometimes what is worrying is looks like you are running out of time or it's getting too late, shortchanged. Sometimes when you look at the situations of life, you look at, you, you're married and your wife cannot give birth. Your wife is barren. And after a while you feel, you see other people's children and you see your nephews and nieces and you can feel, I'm shortchanged. Situations of life. You look at your husband, you marry someone and he can't produce children. And yet, five years down the line, all you've always lived when you were growing, you've always looked forward to carrying your children, playing with your baby, and as you grew up as a girl, and you grew up to get married, and to find out that there's a problem with your husband, and you, you are short-changed. What do you do? You love this guy so much, you love, you love this lady so much, you went out with her, you went out with him, Oh, little did you know, she didn't know, you didn't know that she was not well and you contracted a, a life-changing sickness from her and it has changed your life forever. Short change. You live with pain and regret. How? Why? What happened to me? Short change. You were on a major course. You were on... A in the journey of life, you're on the journey of life to becoming one of the best scientists or something. You're very academic, very good. And your dad passed at a very early age and it shattered all your hopes and aspirations. And years down, you look at yourself and you feel, boy, you were doing so well when you were younger until you left your country and migrated to another country. And 15 years down the line, you see, it looks like all your hopes have been dashed. You had aspirations and hope and you look at your life and you look at where you are coming from you look at your life and look at where you could have been where you should have been and where you were you have it looks like you have downgraded so bad and there's nothing you can do and you are stuck and you look at your situation and it looks like man i'm short change when you look at what is happening around us somebody has lost the mom Someone has lost their dad, and you had someone has lost their husband, someone has lost their wife. You had so much big plans together to do this, you to do that. There's so much. You had so much life ahead of you, and you have been shortchanged. You have been denied of that privilege. Shortchanged. You look at your brother's wife, and you look at your wife, and you feel, oh, I've been. You look at your, your friend's husband, and you look at your husband. And you're feeling, oh my God. And you see, some of these things are unspoken concerns. You don't speak about it. You look at, sometimes, you look at the other, 
your other friend's wife, the way he, she treats the husband and the way she carries herself. And you look at the way you're on. You're going for a function. You look at your friend and the wife steps in. And your wife steps out and you feel, oh my God. I'm just talking, trying to paint as situ situations in life. You look at your child and your child is so blunt mathematically. Or in math mathematics or education, academically so blunt. And you are the top, you and your wife or your husband, your family, are, where did this one come from? It's like the, the way G, the, they ask Jesus Christ, Master, did we not sow good seeds? Where did these tears come from? Uh, I said the, the parable, the story Jesus told in Matthew chapter 13, from verse 27, 26, 27, it said the, 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 the servants came to the master, Master, did we not sow good seeds? Where from? You are wondering, where did this come from into my family? How come? How, I've never done that. I've never been here. I've never done anything negative against anybody. How come this guy did this to me? He deceived me. He told me I'm the only one he wants to, he knows he wants to be with, not knowing he was married with four children. And I committed myself to him and I have a child for him. I've been short changed. And you live sometimes, you worry. You watch what, so what should I do in this situation? What should I do? I started a business. I signed a deal, not knowing they duped me. Short changed. These are all some of the burdens of life. We can go on. The list can go on and on and on. Look at your own life and you can tell. Look at Let me read something from Ecclesiastes. Life is full of short changes, whether you're a good man or you're a good person or a bad person or not so bad or not so good. Life is full of short changes and short changes are very unpleasant. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 12. For man also knows not his time, as the fishes that are taken in an evil net, and as the bed that are caught in the, in the snare. So are the sons of men snared in an evil time, when it falleth suddenly upon them. Sometimes you never foresaw this coming. Like the way none of us foresaw uh, COVID-19 coming. None of us predicted planned with COVID-19. It came upon us suddenly. Short change. Life is full of short change. It's just like the way the fish is living the normal life in the water. It sees food only to realize that I'm about to be caught and end up in human stomach or somebody's stomach. The same, the bed is caught by a net or a trap. It thought it's living its life. Life, evil day can come or things, life can take sudden turn. There are people who have lost their children who have lost their husband, lost their wife, lost their mom, lost their dad. I mean, and these are things that you cannot recover, but God has a way of seeing us through. I know I'm talking to people who might have lost some things. Life can, can come with losses, but what I'm talking about is short change. Count your blessings, not your burdens. How do I do that, Pastor? That's why we are here. Uh, may I take this opportunity to talk about uh, three, I've written down three kinds of short changes. Number one is the uh, situational short change. What's the situational short? Situations happen, it, it just happened like that. It turned out like that. I'm married, I got married, and it turned out that my husband, uh, three years after our marriage, he got this kind of illness, or this happened, and it affected him, and that, that, that. You know what I'm talking about. It just turned out, no, by no fault of ours, it just happened. Situational. A typical example is the condition of your birth. You were born with a certain status. You were born 
um, not a royal. You can't say, why am I not royal? I'm not one of the royals. You were born in a certain country, and so you are seen as uh, an unwanted migrant in other places. Meanwhile, you also feel you want to belong. You know what? Life is unfair, generally. It's not fair that birds do eat worms, but they do. So if you're going to be living your life thinking about it's unfair, it's unfair, it's unfair, and, and keep feeling sorry for yourself, I, you will never go past your sorrows. Okay? So I'm going to show you what to do. So number one, we have the, the situational short change. It's situational. It's just by the fault. It's not your fault. You know, it's not your fault. It's just life. And then we also have what I've written. The I've, I have here the induced. What's the induced one? Where you begin. You you. Let me give you an illustration. You were okay with your one car until you saw your friends have got five cars each and bigger houses. Suddenly. You begin to feel like, but these guys, I'm even working harder than them. I'm better than them. Why am I? So it begins to, it, you induce sh this sorrow in your heart. This is like a, a sting in your heart, pain and ache in your heart. You feel your short change. You were okay until you saw how good it's going for somebody. Sometimes, but in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12, 2 Corinthians 10, 12 says, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12 says that, For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that uh, commend themselves, but they uh, measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. Your husband was, is good enough and um, was good enough until you saw your friend's husbands, what they, your friend's husbands have done for them. You were very happy with your husband. You were very happy with your wife until you saw some other people's wives. Let me say this. In life, you will not, this is what the actual short change comes from. You will not always get it the way you want it. You've wanted. That's, you have, it's a fact. So you may not have the designer-made baby, okay? The bespoke child, you will not have it's not likely, because life is not a perfect. Life is not perfect, it's not a perfect ride. Life is not perfect. You will not have, there are things that are trivial. You would actually even not know the person snows that much until you get married or until you are with the person, you've married the person, or until later stages of the life. You marry somebody and by the time, they, after maybe the person turns 50 and hair growing all over, sometimes I hear some, uh, some women can find that very, um, unsightly, hair growing from the nose like fire from a dragon. So, a dragon's mouth. So, you know, they are little, little things. These are petty hair. You can shave it. These are petty, petty little things. So, I want someone who doesn't have hair on, uh, on the forehead. I want someone who has oh, a lot of facial hair. I want someone who, has, uh, who is not born. I want someone. Now, have you actually looked at yourself before you begin to? <laughs> your list doesn't match you. I, I just came to encourage somebody. So these are things. But I'm talking about where you, you, you embark some, on, on a project. You decide to relocate to, to settle in America, UK, Nigeria, um, Australia. Jamaica, or somewhere, you decide to relocate, and down years down the line, you like what happened to Naomi. Okay, Naomi came back to Jerusalem or came back to Judah and realized that it was better. All the, she went full with 
her husband and sons, she came back empty. She said, please don't call me Naomi, call me uh, Bitter, I'm, I'm Bitter, Mara. Because life has not, as it were, has not treated her fair. Okay? So Naomi couldn't come back and then fold her arms and say, I've lost everything, that, that's it, that's it. No. So what I'm trying to say is that situations can happen. And may I talk to married couples? Because when you marry, you see, you may not have everything you want in a person. That is why, and God has planned it that way that no one person can fully satisfy you. You can, no one person. God has meant that our satisfaction and our completeness should be in him. Bible says that we are complete in him. So then, it, you, because we are complete in him, we, as you live your life, you must always keep your eyes up because we are complete in him. When I say keep your eyes up, I'm talking about looking onto Jesus. Because, uh, Colossians chapter 2, I think verse 10 also, he said, for we are complete in him. We are complete in Christ. In him we are complete. So that your husband cannot complete you. Your, man, your, your wife cannot complete you. Your daughter cannot complete you. Your son cannot. Your mother, your uncle, your, your best friends cannot. You can, no human being can complete us. So the earlier we understand it, the better. Other than that, you will be having them and you will never be satisfied. You feel like, oh, no, I've been shortchanged, you know. I, I, deserve, I deserve more. I actually like it that way. I actually like it that way. I actually like it that way. I don't know if you've sold a car before, a house or something. You are trying to sell it. You thought you would get more money only to go to the, the ones who are going to sell it or the brokers and for them to tell you that, oh, sorry, <laughs> it's about 15% uh, less or 20%. Some, sometimes it can be even 40% less than what you thought. And, well, you didn't have a choice. You have to accept it like that. You've been shortchanged. You've been shortchanged. And if you go around, this is the point I'm making, if you go around living your life getting worried over these things, you will, you, you, you will significantly dwarf or stifle your potentials in life. Now watch this. So indu the induced one is when you begin to compare your children to somebody else's children. Listen, you have to understand, somebody's children may, may do better than yours. Somebody's ministry may do better than yours. Even though you were there when they became born again, somebody's ministry may do better than yours. Somebody may buy a bigger house than yours, even though you were the first to buy and show them where to go for it. Somebody may get a better job than yours, even though you were the one who employed them. They may end up being promoted above you or uh, uh, where they can uh, advance way above you. So you cannot use, you can't say people should be stuck in life because you are at a certain level. Uh, you can, and then you can't force everybody to be at your level. So the point here is that we have to stop comparing ourselves and looking at what is happening in other people's life and it's making you sad and it's making you down. You, we were okay. You were okay with three shoes. After you visited your friend and you realized that she's got about 20 shoes and suddenly it has begun to stress you. You are so down because of what you saw somebody having. Watch this. It's natural. It will come naturally. So it takes a certain level of discipline. It will come naturally. But if you do not learn the secret of what I'm going to share, counting your blessings, not your burdens, you will, un you will, end you will be endlessly unhappy, stressed, down, and you stifle your potentials. So what I'm trying to say is that, brothers and sisters, let's look up. Don't let's compare ourselves to others. So when you begin to compare yourself to others, you have induced a uh, 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 short change into yourself because you were okay until you saw other, other people. In, in Psalm, Psalm 73 verse 
3 or so. It says that when I saw the prosperity of the wicked, Psalm 73, it says that when I saw the prosperity of the wicked, when I saw the prosperity, my heart was down. Induced. 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 For uh, verse 3, 73 verse 3, for I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. I became envious. I, I became down. I, I, I was stressed. Some People's stress is not because of what they don't have, but it's because of what others have, which is better than theirs. That's envy. That's envy. That's covetousness. I want what that person has got. If I don't have it, I'm not happy. I want, I want mine to be like that. You were very happy with your 25 likes on social media until you saw that your friend or your sister or your friend, your cousin has got um, 370 likes. Suddenly you are, you are down. Suddenly you are down, which is different from, let's say, you write an exam, and when the results came, in spite of what others have done, you are down, and you feel this is bad. On the flip side, sometimes you will be down till you realize that you are better than others. You look at, you thought yours was, I heard the story of a gentleman who wanted to, he was so sad because he was complaining he had only one shoe. He was complaining and things are bad, so he decided one day to take, take his life, so he would climb the tree to just... Um, take his life, end his life. So when he went on the tree, he left his shoes down. And then just before he took his life, a man was passing who was barefooted. He didn't have shoes. And he saw the shoe. He said, God, thank you. I've prayed for shoes today. You've, oh, thank you, Lord. The person started jumping. He jumped from the tree. He said, give me my shoes. And he decided not to commit suicide because he saw that he, even though the state he was, was not the ideal, he was better off than somebody. Listen, you may not get it 100%, but guess what? You are always better off. You always have something others don't have. You are always in a position others will pay anything to be in. You are talking about how you are strugg you're struggling in the United Kingdom. Somebody will swim and want to swim through Libya, even if through the Mediterranean, even if they die, they don't mind. They will kill themselves to at least someone said, I heard someone said, even if I can I go there and just breathe the air, it's enough for me. And if I die, when I finish, I die, I die. Can you imagine? So we have to learn how not to induce this short change on ourselves. And then, so number one is a, a situational short change. Number two is induced sh short change. But number three is the self-imposed short change. What is the self-imposed short change? When you were taking a step and everybody warned you, you knew it's not a good thing you should have done. But you went ahead and did it. You knew you shouldn't have been going out with that man. You knew it. You knew that he's, 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 he, uh, he's a womanizer. He's always everywhere and he's been with all kinds of people. But because of the car he was driving, you knew. You knew your life was in danger. You knew that this guy I'm, I'm hanging around, he's a drug dealer. It can spoil my record. It can affect me. You knew it. You knew it. And now look at where you are. Short change, but you brought it on yourself. You knew the way I'm, 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 I'm handling my wife, it will end me in trouble. The way I'm handling my husband, it can end me in trouble. You knew the way you are treating this, your child, is not good. It can end you into trouble. Or you can frustrate and drive this child out. You knew. You were not talking to your wife. You didn't give your wife attention. And now, after several years, your wife is used not to be talking to you. And you are crying out for foul. 
you knew you you were ne you never gave your husband any attention. I had another story of a gent in 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 London, I think Brixton or Stockwell years ago. A, a, a lady was having issues with her husband, and then she, she one day the husband came. He said, "Leave the house. I'm sacking you because the, the property was in her name." Through the and it's a flat, so she said, Le he told them, "Don't come up. I've locked it." And he started throwing. She started throwing his um, clothes, put them in black bin and throwing them over, over the, on the outside in the window. And while she was throwing it, she was, she, she threw it in the window, picked this and threw it. The man said, why are you doing this? The man said, okay, I'm, I'll go. Then she went to stand on, uh, in the window to look down if the things have landed well. And do you know what she saw? She saw another woman collecting the things from the man Packing them in a nice suitcase. He said, Oh God, if somebody doesn't like me, I like you. <laughs> she now began begging as well, can you come back? You know, do not we we should be very careful that we don't bring unnecessary short change in our lives. Because life is full of short changes. That is why you're a young person, you've been advised, steady. steady. You are not steady, you know. You are not steady because you believe oh, God is a, a God of prosperity. No, 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 no. God will take care of me. No, 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 no. Listen, God will take care of you, but you have to be responsible. All right? Get, go get a job. Don't stay at home. And you see, everybody in the family is looking down on you. They don't respect you because you are not working. You are staying at home and creating problems. Sir, you are 35 years old, man. You are still living with your mother. You are not working. You are not doing anything. Just creating problems. Get out of your backside and go get a job. Self-imposed. Instead of studying, you were following girls and friends. You, you never went to school. You just finished year six. And you say, I, I, it's enough. I don't mean school is not for me. What is for you? School is not for me. I just want to have fun. Really? Really? That's wrong timing. Wrong timing. And now look at you. Look at you. Three children without any man. And different fathers. But you knew. You were warned. It's not that you were warned. You were warned. You were told. Look at you. You have children all over the place. All over the place. Like your international trader, dealer. And now at your age, you feel down. You wish you had done it better. Because you were warned. You brought it upon yourself. Short change. So it's self-imposed short change. And when it happens like that, you can't blame anybody. And someone, one wise man said some time ago, he says that, there is something that is worse than stomach ache, worse than heart ache, or worse than headache, stomach ache, or any form of ache. The worst of all aches is the ache of unfulfilled expectation. You get into a, to a stage of your life and you look back and you realize, man, I've wasted my life. May that not be your story. And if that is your story, and short change is short change, I'm going to show, show you what to do. So, Pastor, I'm in a situational short change. I didn't bring it upon myself. It, my, 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 my dad passed when I was young, and look at where I am. I was abused when I was young. Look at where I am. I, I, was, I was sacked from the school. Look at where I am. I just, or you compare yourself, you look at others, and you feel so sad because you realize that you could have attained more, and you are down. You feel you have been shortchanged. Or you have actually done things, and it has kept you where you are because you would have been married a while ago if you had said yes and you had not had this wild ideas of a long list that no person can meet. And now look. So you brought some things upon yourself. So wherever the situation, short change is short change. And I, there, there, 
there are two aspects of short change. So now these are three kinds of short change. The situational short change, the induced short change, and self-imposed short change. And then there are three, uh, two aspects of short change. The conscious, which is the cognitive, you are aware, and the unconscious. See, it's, it's, you see, when you know that hmm, these things haven't gone the way it should be, it should have for me, and you know there are setbacks in your life, it's different from when things are going against you, but you don't know. You don't know, it becomes a problem, right? So it's always good to be aware. So sometimes it's not, it's good to, that's why Bible says that, Bible says the heart of a fool is in the house of feast, but the heart of the wife is in the, the wise is in the house of money. In other words, when you go to where things are somber, people are thinking, it causes you to reflect on your life. But when you go where everybody is just partying, 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 life is not full of parties. There are essential aspects of life. So. So then it's always good to reflect. Brother, my sister, let's reflect. I reflect on us, my, my, my life, my family, the way I'm raising my children, the way I, I'm treating my wife, the way I handle situations in the church, the way I lead the church, the way I we even do this uh, stream. I, you have to think, reflect. Every time, reflect on what you are doing. And it helps you sometimes with right association and right exposure to right materials or reading and stuff like that, education. You get to know where you are potentially running at a, at a loss or you have been shortchanged. And, but if you don't know you have been shortchanged, it's like you've done a deal, big deal, and you are shortchanged, you didn't know. You thought you, they have ripped you off, but you didn't know. You weren't rejoicing, you know until the person is gone and everything is set in stone before later on I heard you realize it's always better to notice early and do something about it and, re and salvage what is left. It's always better. So <clears throat> that, these are the two aspects, the conscious and un the unconscious. Now, pastor, you've said a lot. What do I do about my situation? I'm shortchanged. What do I do? Quickly, number one, let me give you five. Number one, what do I do about my shortchange? Number one is... Um, count, number one, just as a, the title of the count your blessings, your focus, your focus. Where is your focus? In Psalm 116, in Psalm 116 verse 12, thank you, Holy Spirit. Psalm 116 verse 12 says that, what shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits? You have to think about God, and he says that, blessed be God who daily, Psalm, Psalm 68, who daily loads us with benefits. Count your benefits. In spite of what is going on around you, there's something good as well. Yeah, I know you lost your best friend. I know you lost your job, but you didn't lose your life. This uh, lockdown, this COVID period, people lost their jobs. You're not the only one. So don't think God has abandoned you. You haven't lost your life, thank God. Thank God, or you haven't been hit by something terminal. Thank God. Something went wrong. Or my child, my child is this in the state, in the state, he can't do well. Is that I'm worried about my child. It's at least it's, I get your it's your legitimate concern. However, sometimes also look beyond that and remember someone is begging, praying that guy can even have a troublesome child. You know, so so. You have to count your blessings. Look at what God, it will help you. That, when you count your blessings, it, it's, it leads to the second point, okay? And the second point is the biggest one. So it's all under counting your blessings. But when you count your blessings, this is what is happening. So as I said, what should you do? Count your blessings. How do you count your blessings? 
Number one, yeah. How do you count the blessings? Number one, be content. Contentment. Contentment. First Timothy. That's the answer. Pastor, what, what should I do? I've been shortchanged. Situations are so bad. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 6. But godliness with contentment is great gain. Look, we are talking about losses in life. But there's always a position you can put yourself that puts you in a gain level. You have gained. Okay. The, among the high flyers and the gainers, those who have gained. Bible says godliness. So maintain a relationship with God and be content. The Greek word translated contentment sounds something like the autokai, autakia. Yeah, autakia. Something like that, autakia. So the, and what does that mean? It means sufficiency of necessities of life. When you look at, I, I didn't have a job, but I have my life. I didn't, uh, I lost my, my car, but at least my child, I didn't lose my child. I, I, we, we lost a house. I didn't lose my wife or my husband. You know, these are things that we should. It says being sufficiency of uh, sufficiency of necessities of life. The otakia, uh, otakia. That's what it means. Sufficiency of necessities of life. It also means a mind content with its lots. So you are content with its lots. Listen, listen. You wanted a very tall wife, and your wife is not that tall. And now when you see other tall women. It's still getting your attention. You are feeling like being shortchanged. Listen, please. Uh, be content. Be content with your lot. This is what I've also got. So, you, uh, yeah, your eyes may not be big. But at least you can see. Your legs may not be cute. At least you can walk. Oh, yeah. At least you can walk. So, there's always something. Uh, uh, I, uh, your hair may not be long. At least you can, you can afford a wig. Some people may not have hair at all. And they can't afford a wig. So what I'm trying to say is that at least be content with your lot. This is what you, you, I, I, you, you let's say you want, you've always wanted a girl. And you never had a girl. You have five boys or seven boys. You've always wanted a girl. You know what? You can't be going around stressing. Be content with your lot. Me too, that's what. Uh, listen, I'm a brown person. I grew up in Africa. I was born and grew up in Africa. That's my lot. That's my portion. And I'm happy with it. I'm happy with it. I may not have a lot of hair on my head. At least I have a little here. I thank God. It might not mean that it's the ideal situation, but I have God and I am content. I have accepted, or uh, I, 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 at least I have the necessities of life, the basic necessities of life, contentment. Bible says that, Con godliness with contentment is great gain. I was reading from First Timothy. Godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought, verse 7, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain that we can take nothing out of this world. And having food, hmm? what's the essential things? Having food and raiment, something you can at least wear to cover yourself and to protect yourself from cold or whatever. Just having food and clothing or raiment, let us be there with, with this, Food and raiment, let us be content. Let us be content. Let us be content. Now, look, Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. This will, will be a blessing. Let your conversation, conversation means your lifestyle, your life, okay, your conduct. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Let's look at the NIV, how the NIV puts it. Um, Hebrews Chapter 13, 
verse 5 says that keep your life free from love of money and be content with be content with what ye have for he has said i will never leave i will never leave you nor forsake you so be content with what you, let your life be free of covetousness i want what somebody has got I, I, this is this this is good enough my own is not good enough so i prefer their own i prefer that lady's legs over my legs i prefer that lady's body uh, to my body i prefer that that, 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 that man's muzzles to my muzzle or looks to my looks. I prefer this to this. I see what others have, that's what. And so you're, all your life is geared towards that. And you might, the Bible says that what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Matthew chapter 16, verse 26. You gain a whole world and lose your soul. You can't afford to do that. You can't afford to do that. That shouldn't be the overriding aspect of your life where you are pursuing things because others have gotten it. You want, you, the reason why you want that house is not because it's a necessity for you, but because somebody has got it. The reason why you are also coming, you are trying to do vlog or come uh, to, to do talk shows on YouTube is because you saw somebody doing it and you think you are even better, you can do better, so you are going to do it. An old man saw a son some time ago, he told the son, I want to start ministry because when I look at the way your pastor is doing, the young man is doing, I can also do it. That's wrong. You are, go, you are looking at it from the wrong angle. Do not take major or take life or embark on, uh, on life mission because you see others doing it. Is that your mission as well? I can't start preaching wise sayings because I see everybody is preaching wise sayings and it's trending. We can't do that. We can't do that. You see, so, so he said, be, be, let your life be free from covetousness. May I say to my pastor friend, my pastor brother, one of the things that have really helped me in my life and in ministry is that I've, I've not, I've never, I, I don't envy what is happening for somebody. So somebody is doing this, he has invited this guest and has this uh, guest and this is happening, they are doing this. I admire it, I may appreciate it and I might learn from it. Learn from it or go to them, teach me. But I won't stress myself because I'm not able to do what they are doing. I'm not able to do what others are doing. That is the recipe for frustration in life, right? So. He said, let your life be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave you. Luke chapter 12, verse 15, a serious one. Then Jesus said unto them, take heed and beware of covetousness. For a man's life does not consist in the abundance of the, the things which he has. Listen, you're, you're, I had, but you may not get it like that. Short change. So be content. Okay. Godliness with contentment. And here it says that beware of covetousness. You keep your eye on what others have got. I've got this. I want this. I want. Look at the number of things you are killing yourself to buy simply because others have got it. But you don't need it. So it says that um, beware of covetousness. For a man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions of the things you have. So, number one, beware of covetousness. Watch out. Watch out. So you don't covet and be content. Opposite of covetousness is contentment. Opposite of contentment is covetousness. You want what others have had. When God took them out of Egypt, the Bible says that they murmured. It is covetousness that will, or lack of contentment that will make you complain to God. God, look at me. I don't, my, my finger, my nails are not nice. Look at me. I, I, my, my mother is not rich. My father is not that. Uh, look at me. My, my, my dad left us when we were children. I never grew up with a dad. Yes, that's the short change. It's true. But you know what? There are others who also are, were worse 
in a worse situation and have done a lot with their, their lives. Don't let that determine what you do for your life. So that look at the, the right direction. Be content with what you have. All right. Be content with what you have. Don't forget 1 Timothy 6 is godliness with contentment is great gain. 1 Timothy 6 is godliness with contentment with great gain. Don't count your burdens. Count your blessings. Number two, watch out against victim mentality. Victim mentality. Uh, as for me, nothing really works for me. As for me, nobody really likes me. As for me, everybody, uh, because I am not a, a black man, they don't, I'm not getting a job, or because I'm not a white person, uh, they don't like me in this. And uh, Victim. That's what has driven a lot of people to all kinds of satanically inspired religions. Victim mentality. Um, look at uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 4. It says, Ecclesiastes chapter 9 <clears throat> Verse 4 said, but I'm reading from the NIV, but he who is joined with all living, living has hope for a living dog is better than a dead lion. The fact that you are alive is better. It's okay. There is hope. Okay. He who is joined to the living. So for um, verse, verse 11. Again, I saw another son. The race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to uh, to the intelligent, nor favor to those with knowledge, but time and chance happens to them all. Time and chance will happen to everybody. So your chance will come. There will be another opportunity for you to do better. There will be another chance for you to do better. I know you went out with that girl you shouldn't have done. You went out with that boy you shouldn't have done. You know, let, let sleeping dogs like lie. Let the past pass. Don't pass with the past. Let the past pass and start lift up your eyes and begin to fight for your future. Work towards your future because time and chance happens to them. Don't say that for me because nobody cares about me. There are others who no one cared for or cared about but have risen. You can also rise. You can also do. You can't say I can't really, I can't serve God because I don't have any Christian in my house. Excuse me. No, 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 no. That is even an opportunity to let your light shine more. All right. So whatever the situation, oh, my, 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 my husband is a, a terror. My husband is a, 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 I married the wrong person. And uh, girls, what are you going to do? Divorce is not the best option. It's going to cost you more. So what are you going to do? Gather yourself together. All right. And stop the victim mentality. Everybody must know that you are having this problem. I have this and this is going to, let's not do that and let's approach life in a very different way. So the number one is be content. That's uh, counting your blessings. Number one, be content. Number two, watch out against victim mentality. And I think I didn't read the verse 12. I think I will read the verse 12. Ecclesiastes chapter, chapter 9 verse 12. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11 said, I returned and saw another son, that the race is not to the swift, nor the, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, yet, uh, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance happens to them all. For also, look at this verse 12, for also, I read it earlier on, for also, uh, uh, for man also knoweth not his time. As the fishes that are taken in the evil net, in an evil net, and as the bed that are caught in the snare, so are the are the sons of men are the sons of men snared in an evil time when it falls suddenly upon them. So just don't be working victim mentality. Just work with your life. Fight. Don't say this person because he's of a different race. That's wise. Fighting and don't let people downgrade you because of where you are coming from. 
Oh, because, you know, I, don't, I can't get a good job. I can't do well because of my accent. Because my, I don't feel comfortable. comfortable. Let's, excuse me, excuse me. Everybody has an accent, depending on where you are coming from, what language you want to speak. Everybody has got an accent. Everybody has got an accent. So if you've got an accent, listen, I, if I've, I get worried about my accent, I'll be preaching in the UK. So you, you, don't, you do not have to say, I have to be like that person in order to be accepted. That's where you're going to get. If you have to work on yourself, the negative aspect of yourself, you can work. Why not? Why not? Why not? If, let's say, you are obese and it's affecting the, you, are, you want to be a sportsman and it's affecting it, do something to, yeah, so do what you can do. And there are things you can't do. That's your lot. There are things you can't do anything about. That, that one. Just look up to God and believe God and start moving. So be content. Watch out again victim mentality. Act decisively and suddenly. In Ephesians chapter 5 verse 16, he said, redeeming the time for the days are evil. In, the sec- in 2 Kings chapter 4 verse three, 2 and 3, Elijah, Elisha asked the woman, what do you have in your house? He said, the woman came with the problem. They are coming to take my sons and blah, blah, blah. I need help. He said, what do you have? There's always something in your, in your life you can do. Act with what you've got. Work with what you've got. Not what you don't work with what you have not got. Work with what you've got. And work you you you, you want a certain type of job, professional job because of your training. But now you can't you can't pay your rent. So why don't you start with anything that can just bring in money? And as you start from there, don't stay there. Work your way up. But why do you put yourself in the trouble when there's nothing at all? Work your way up. Work your way up. Work your way up. Start from where you are, not where you are yet to be. So that is how um, I think we, it's, it's important we look, at, we look at life from that angle. So the woman, Elijah asked, the, Elisha asked the woman, what do you have in your house? He said, I don't have, it's just a, a, some vessels. He said, go. A, a vessel he said, go and borrow more vessels. So oil, sorry, I've got oil. He said, go and borrow vessels, more vessels from your neighbors and pour Copy things from others. Learn from them. See how they are managing. Make friends with people who can help you or who can help you think further than where you are. Some people don't like criticism at all because your friend, someone is criticizing you. Sometimes positive criticism is necessary, which is different from cynicism. And uh, uh, some people are just toxic. When they are in your life, they will put the way you down. Okay? So um, work, 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 work with what you've got. Borrow vessels. Pour into it. Said, what have you got in your house? And act. Don't sit there and say, I'm waiting for the government to make a new law. They might not make, so act. I'm waiting for my husband to change, so I can He might not change you, so act. Act. I'm not saying divorce, but take steps that can bring your family into a healthy state. Instead of the state you are, your husband doesn't like work, and you also have not been working. But you know you can do more. You are business-oriented. Start something. Do something. So act decisively and speedily. In, in, in John chapter 13, verse 27, Jesus told Judas, what you have to do, do quickly. What you have to do, do. Go ahead, go ahead, do. I also tell you, what you have to do, do now. Don't procrastinate. Don't say, I'll do it tomorrow. And pay that bill off. Just pay it off. All right? Just pay it off. If you want to marry her, don't wait for lockdown to be over. Just go ahead. Tell her, I want to marry you. Tell her, if she doesn't accept, look for somebody else. <laughs> so... um, and number four is get your priorities in order. In Matthew chapter, as I said, sometimes you will be chasing uh, skinny rabbits or chasing shadows. Get your priorities in order. This thing you are embarking on, it doesn't work. It won't work. It, you can tell it's, it, it, it's, 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 no. Why are you want to start 
a typewriter business to be supplying companies with typewriter. Who, which company uses typewriter typewriter today? <laughs> and you say, as for me, typewriter is my specialty. Go and get retrain yourself and get some keyboards. Get into computing it by help. All right. So um, get your priorities in order. Get your priorities in order. And sometimes you'll be chasing unnecessary things that will not will not be beneficial. You are chasing fun, chasing pleasure, chasing material things at the expense of your soul. And look, look at the expense of your family life. Say, your family life, your family life. You, I know it's good to work, but now your work has become your all. Look at the condition. You do, your children don't even know you well. Your wife does not really spend time with you, doesn't get to see you, because you have to work, work, work. You said, oh, you're just doing this for two years. Now, seven years on, you are stuck in it. And so a man's, a Mark chapter 8, verse 36 says that, uh, 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 what does you gain if you gain the whole world and lose your soul? Don't lose your soul, all right? But get your priorities in order. Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, it says that seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added to you. So it's important to understand. And then finally, uh, don't worry. Matthew chapter 6, verse 31, he said, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Worry does not produce, does not bring productivity. It will just make you slow. Do not worry. Count your, count the cost. Count your losses. Once you finish it, then begin to count your blessings. You realize that there's so much working for you. Then you can, on that basis, you can use that as a launching pad to launch into the greater. The, 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 listen, the future is better. The future is brighter. I know. May I say, your best days are not behind you. They are ahead of you. Yeah, you might be of an advanced age, and it looks like you only look back. You've got only a few years ahead. But still, when you look at the experience, the things you have learned from the past, you can always make something worthwhile in your life. At least you have some level of strength left. Use it. So, I came to encourage somebody to let you know that count your blessings not your burdens, because everybody gets shortchanged in life, either situationally or through, uh, uh, or, uh, in, uh, or induced or through self-imposition. You impose it on yourself. Everybody gets shortchanged because no one is perfect. But don't stay in the situation. Count your blessings. There's a lot working for you. Count your blessings and start to move. Build your life from there. Build your life. I know next year by now, next two years by now, next three years by now, you call me and say that this has changed your story and has changed your approach. God bless you. Don't be worried. God will take care of you. Why worry when you have God on your side? Godliness, remember, chief among all these, godliness with contentment is greatly gained. Be content with your family. Be content with your child. Be content with your husband. Be content with your wife. Be content with your mom. Be content with your dad. Don't wish someone else that was sure that. Be content. Be content with your abilities and just work on yourself. And don't delay. Do it as quickly as you can because the days are evil. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen.carries.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.